Hello, friends. Welcome to the VTuber Voices podcast. I'll be your host, Sapphire, and this is our final episode with the lovely girl DM. In this podcast, we like to talk about what it's like to be a VTuber, run your own business as a content creator, and all around being creative. In this episode, we're going to be talking about girl DM's goals and dreams for VTubing, how you should approach others for collaborations, more about DM's lore, both of our opinions on debuting and re-debuting, DM gives some tips for new VTubers, and lastly, we talk about setting boundaries with your chat or with your community. This is going to be a jam-packed episode of wonderfulness, so sit back, grab your tea, get out your sketchbook, start your morning drawing, whatever you're doing, and enjoy! Zerwan asks, what are some of your goals and dreams for VTubing? Um, I would really like it if i could like guest at a convention someday yes. like once, once conventions are back live again yeah. having a like a vtuber experience for a convention i think would be really cool and then of course like there's always the big dream of collabing with like people that i admire a lot so yeah like doing like a collaboration with hololive or with uh with v shoujo yeah and such is always Always a dream to to think about on things. Yeah. Do they do collabs with uh, anybody or do they only stay within their circle? Oh, no, they definitely like I know V show joke like all that's less of like a corporation, but more of a group of independent yeah. creators that are all VTubers together. Um, they definitely do play with multiple people and Hololive English has been expanding. They just actually did collaborations with uh, V Shoujo. So. Ooh so yeah, fun I, I, they there is there is the potential for it i just have to keep on keeping on and yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely cool thorntail asks how do you approach other vtubers for a collab well i like to lurk in people's streams yeah and get to know them because like there is always the dream of oh i really want to collaborate with this person uh because i think they're really cool but I think it's also important to be like know what their content is yeah. and what type of person they are and then lead up to it. So like yeah. I've it's it's hard to do. Cold cold calling for collabs for people is something that I don't generally do. I generally work with my friend group and then like asking people, oh, you want to invite anybody to join our group together? Or even being in group discords and staying social there is something that you can do. But there are there are, I've definitely had people like cold call me for collabs and I have agreed to them. Um, but it's just it's an interesting balance on how to do it. <laughs> yeah, and you had pointed something out, I believe it might have been in your stream or in when you did your stage. Uh, presentation yeah. where you had talked about when you do collabs too you try to make sure that you know the person well too because yeah. that helps yeah. a lot and like you don't always know like something else that i had noticed is you don't always know like if you watch somebody a lot you might not vibe with them that well just because you enjoy their content doesn't mean that you get along as a person which is a weird it's totally a weird concept it's a weird thing like mm -hmm. i definitely have like personalities that I watch their stuff, but I also yeah. know I would probably not collaborate with them <laughs> yeah. because I know that it wouldn't be enjoyable for people to watch. It is something like I did recently. I played Risk of Rain with Admiral Baru, mm -hmm. um, like the pan the panda emote guy, 
And he actually, we actually played together for a good chunk of time before agreeing to do a collaboration with each other because we wanted to make sure that we did vibe well together because yeah. we don't want to have, like, it's already awkward if you're in a private group with somebody you don't know and you don't vibe with. Now, imagine making it even more awkward by having that <laughs> being broadcasted live to a whole bunch of people in the audience. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. That's, that's something that you have to be like extra cautious on too, because you might be like, yeah, let's do the thing. And then you're just like, I am trapped. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. It's, that's super duper good advice for collabs, because I had never thought about it like that until you brought it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For approaching to Thorn, I think... I think another thing is, too, a lot of people get really afraid to reach out to people they admire. And uh, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Because there's lots of people I've uh, reached out to, DM included, where I didn't think that they would say yes. And they said yes, right? And here we are. We're vibing. Yeah, 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 vibing. Like, the worst thing that can happen when you ask someone is that they either don't get back to you or they say no. Right. And if that happens, please take the no graciously say thank you for your time have a great day and leave them alone you're done now they gave you your answer you don't have to push anymore i have had people that have been like okay well what if we do this what if we do this and once it gets to that point then that that is a boundary that is being overstepped absolutely and i think another thing you'd brought up too on on uh the stage presentation is when you said somebody i think asked like what was the what was the worst thing uh somebody could say when they dm you and i think you said it was just high or something not like really the worst thing there's there's nothing for me to go off of i get a lot of dms that just say hi Hi. (laughs) like what do you want why are you here yeah yeah. Do you want just a regular conversation? I, I I I have a very full schedule. It's very hard for me to just have a conversation with some stranger on the internet that I don't know if they are just wanting to actually have a normal conversation or if they're <laughs> going to send me an uncensored photo. Yeah. it goes both ways on that. No, absolutely. Like, I agree. <laughs> if I get high, I'm not likely to respond unless it's one of my friends trolling me because I have had people that as soon as I respond back with hi, they are they are sending me photos of things that I really don't want to see pictures of. Yes, thank you. My goodness. <laughs> All right. So Thorn says, uh, or whoops, not Thorn. Uh, Rosa says, what are your VTuber idols or influencers? Uh, Kizuna Ai is definitely. Uh, as far as like the, the big, big name people... Uh, <laughs> Hololive stuff. Uh, Kiara is one of my favorite of the Hololive English. Then Korone also uh, from the Japanese side. I really like her content a lot too. Uh, I get really busy with things, so it's hard for me to keep up with streams. But I do also really like Meriwethery. And I like to lurk in Baru's chat. And I like I like to hop along and see what other people are doing but i do tend to i'm a i'm a serial lurker because of i i'm working for most of the week it's hard too i think uh when you're a content creator as well and you're looking you want to say hi sometimes but you don't want to like get people started like or get into a conversation if you're in the middle of doing something uh because i would say like you do have somewhat of a responsibility to to be your persona when you are lurking or you say hi to people yeah. in their chat well mm-hmm. the other thing is like having somebody that is recognized speak up like I, yeah. I feel bad if i say hi in somebody's chat and then all of their chat's attention is like wanting just wanting me to say hi back to them something i don't really like so i will like purposefully lurk and not say anything because i don't want 
the attention taken away from the streamer. That's their stream. That's their zone. I am in the audience. I want to watch. It would be like, if you go into a movie theater and Brad Pitt is sitting behind you, you're not going to like stand up in the middle of the movie and be like, oh my God, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> yes. Let me, let me enjoy the content too. I absolutely agree with that. Oh my goodness. That's, yeah, that's a really great point. Moto says, how often do you collab and then never talk to the person again? Um, I think I have continued to speak to the people that I have collaborated with. Like, for the most part, I do tend to collaborate with people that I'm already friends with. So we yeah. already tend to have general conversations but i also interact on twitter with those people still um yeah yeah and i think it depends too usually um again on the person and their content too and like how you vibe with the person and that's and that goes back to self-awareness and uh just connection with other humans i would say yeah spiller says like what is what you said, if they say no move on the next person, do not beg person for collab when they say no. Good advice. Yeah, that's like the worst thing you can do because that's just disrespectful on every kind of level. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they have already said like, sorry, can't do that. Sorry, not free that time. Then then unless they say do you have a different time available or unless they reach back out to you, just move along and on the collab note too i was gonna also add that i i've noticed this too it's because when i first started streaming i didn't really like to collab with people because it was really hard for me to manage chat and talking to the person and the thing we're doing and i think i've i've learned in at least in my opinion i'd like to hear your perspective on this too if you're with a group of people um i think there's a few ways you can approach it i think one it's okay to let go of chat a little bit and focus on the group of people that you are playing the game with because it can be really hard to balance all those things. And that stream is specifically usually uh, geared towards the collab experience, right? Which is going to be different than like DM or I doing a, I'm talking with chat and this is just me and you stream. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. like one of the things that I do uh, specifically when I have a collaboration, I have a timer that's in my chat as well as a chat command that's like, I'm in the middle of a collaboration right now. Yeah. I am giving my attention to my guests. Yeah. And I will turn on my redeems once the collaboration is done. But at this point in time, just please enjoy. Come along for the ride. Might not be able to respond back to you. It's highly unlikely I will. But please just keep in mind, I'm not ignoring you purposefully. I am giving attention to my guests. That's that's really good. And I think it's respectful overall to make sure you're focusing time on the person who is giving you their time in a collab. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Moto said, if you had to choose a different medium to create content other than streaming or general videos, what would you choose? I actually like wanted to be a webcomic artist for a really long time. Ooh. So I'd probably just draw comics. Well, that's awesome. And again, too, this is something to keep in mind. I always just like throwing ideas out there. Uh, but you could always, too, with DMs lore and such, you could work on like a DM comic, right? And draw her and have yeah, some sort yeah, of... Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. again, that's one of the things like we were saying earlier, even if you can't get to it now, it's something that you can visit later when that when you do have some more time that opens up for that. Yep. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, does your VTuber have any backstory or lore? And why the why the name? Well, I guess you did answer this a little earlier. DM was because of your meme Twitter. <laughs> meme Twitter. Yes, yeah. it was from meme Twitter. Um, my backstory and lore. When I initially started VTubing, it was something I did on a whim. I didn't have a debut. I was just like, hi, I'm VTuber now going to stream this day. Hi. Uh, <laughs> um, so I didn't really have a backstory or lore attached to the character. I did kind of 
retcon it a bit with the release of my 2.0. So now the general concept is that Girl DM is a highly advanced AI that Ooh. was created by a corporation. And the corporation was intending to sell it for military use. The developer of the Girl DM AI decided, you know what, heck that, released the AI onto the internet and removed it from all the corporation systems. And so now... DM is just a, a free AI on the system. That was general DM lore that I have come with. Yes, so fun. And I think all that stuff can be developed over time, too. Because, again, people freak out and they're like, I don't have lore for my VTuber. What am I supposed to do? It's I like, I don't have lore. It's like, it's okay. You can just be a cute anime character streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is my lore. I am cute anime character. No yeah, other I, information. I cat girl. I have a heart hair on top of my head. <laughs> I play video games. That's yeah. my lore. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, Bellevue says, you said you've been VTubing since 2019, yeah? Is there anything drastically different you've noticed over the past two years, like in the culture or community? Also, love your stuff. Oh, Huge inspo. So I started, I've been VTubing for just over a year. I started in 2020. Yeah. I did start my Twitter account in 2019 as a meme Twitter account. So uh, it was an Overwatch community meme Twitter account, which is where the girl DM thing comes from. It's from an Overwatch meme. And so I do have my friend Cable, though, who was the one who got me into indie VTubing. He has been a VTuber for two, over two years. And pretty much in the, at the start of 2020 is when Luppet came more accessible and then VC Face came out and Vroid made it so that they could export directly as a VRM. So all of a sudden, these accessibility gates just opened. Um, and when that happened, there was an exponential growth of VTubers. When I first debuted, I think there were 400 documented English-speaking VTubers. There are now over, I want to say probably over 2,000 of them. Wow. So it was definitely, when I first started out, there was kind of a set, this is the VTuber community. Yeah. Um, and there were definitely like notable people in the community. Uh, that everybody knew about and there was a lot of like everybody knew everybody initially and then about I want to say like two to three months after I started a lot of new VTubers started debuting because yeah. there's that that time frame it takes a bit of time for people to get their avatars and be able to debut and release their information so that's about when things kind of exploded um, it went more from like an indie perspective of like mm -hmm. everybody knows everybody in the community to kablooey now we have like normal we have a tag on twitch for youtubing like it's gotten a lot bigger absolutely and i think it's only going to continue to grow in popularity definitely i think so and did you so did you do a debut for your first model did you re-debut for second model did you do any of that um, no debut for the first model. When I first started off, debuts weren't really a thing. They started gotcha. becoming more popular once Hololive had their debuts because they were the first ones to have like lore video and a slideshow going through covering all their basic information. And it's a yeah. really good format to get to know a new person, I feel like, and get get hype up. For my 2.0 debut, I did have kind of like a standard debut set up for it because I realized that in in my in my start as VTubing, I didn't actually like give a lot of information about what my likes are, what my hobbies are, what kinds of things. And people people like to know what 
streamers they watch like to eat or what they like to listen to or what yeah. they what other stuff because it, it gives you kind of recommendations for things or you feel happy when you find out that hey that person also likes this anime series that i really like exactly cookie asks how does a debut actually work does it tend to differ between others or is there a format people follow um there's like a base format it's usually some kind of lore drop then model reveal and then uh usually some sort of powerpoint situation people know what you're all about and what kinds of things they can expect from you. Yeah. And I would highly recommend if you're interested in doing debuts to just go watch a bunch of debuts and sort of write down ideas and sort of formulate your own thing around mm -hmm. what they made. I think that works really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Koichi says, do you have any tips for new VTubers slash streamers? My main tip before you even hit that go live button, or yeah. that start streaming button is to become very familiar and aware of what your software is get comfortable with using it and swapping between things and like changing your scenes get comfortable with that have that all set up first so that way because when you are streaming if something goes live and something goes wrong live then you need to know how to fix it without panicking and yeah. having the best experience and also making sure your stream quality is good because even if you are a very, very interesting, fun person to watch, if your stream is a slideshow and your audio is <laughs> choppy, you're not going to keep viewership. Right. I heard some statistic too, uh, for people that have not the best tech in setup and such, that like, I think they said that vo or that people would rather be able to hear than watch your stream. So if you had to choose between like yeah. audio and visuals, make sure your audio is better uh, before the visuals, because that's more frustrating to people if they can't hear or like understand what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also knowing like the limitations of what your system can do. Yeah. So it's okay to have a system that isn't the best and stream on it. That's completely fine. But you need to stream within your limitations of what you can. So you might really like Valorant. But when you stream it, you drop to 40 frames per second and your stream lags. You're yeah. not going to be able to stream Valorant you need to work within your limitations. Like, I, I really like playing Minesweeper. And Minesweeper is like zero resources. <laughs> that is finding games that you are passionate about that don't require resources if you have a system that can't handle those resources is something that you can capitalize on. Once you have a system that can handle that, then you can branch out to those. Absolutely. I, I think that's really great advice. And you could do test streams and you could do pre-recordings and stuff to yeah. make sure it's all good. Record. I When mm -hmm. I was doing my stuff, I, I tend to record clips of things and then mess with my audio levels and make sure things work there. For sure. Rosa says, you sound really organized. Do you write down the schedule and schedule your streams? <laughs> um, For my streams, I have like a mental schedule, like more confident on things i try to i my my general overall goal it's a loose goal is to have no longer than 30 minutes chatting at the start if i'm going to be playing a game and then make sure that i have like at least 10 to 15 minutes of cooldown time at the end to yeah. wrap things up and make sure i didn't miss any redeems but otherwise i usually have the game i'm planning to play in mind before i start and then i have a backup plan if that game doesn't work usually the backup plan is minesweeper need a game <laughs> Minesweeper, uh, because I like Minesweeper and it's fun. I like the idea of cooldown at the end too, because I think sometimes it's hard to end a stream, and I struggle with that. I think ending stream, and some people have a sort of like routine thing that they go through. So I really like that you do that. That's really smart. 
Heck yeah. And oh, okay. So simple moose. You didn't highlight, but it's okay. I see your question. Hi, moose. <laughs> moose. Uh, Hi, moose. So, so how do you handle questions that are generally repetitive or too open-ended, too open-ended to answer from your fans? It depends if it's an answer, if it's a question that I have it written out somewhere, then I can rely on my mods to link them or uh, have a chat command that they can use. Uh, actually, one of the interesting things, I just recently did the VTuber introduction song that's in Japanese. If I see a repetitive question, that's something that I asked answered in that, then I will tell them type exclamation point about. Yeah. And then they can they can see that about section there. I believe it's kind of my responsibility as the streamer to make sure that generally the, the frequently asked questions are kept updated so that people can find it having to go too in-depth to explain about it if it's a too general question then depending on how much patience i have during that point in time i'll either try to expand upon it and answer it or i will ask them to clarify their question and yeah then if same they don't clarify it then oh uh, well clarifying i think yeah when it's open-ended to ask them like can you rephrase that or you can be can you be a little bit more specific on what you're yeah. asking mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I agree. And I think, and this goes into like a little bit of another thing too, people that ask in-depth questions, uh, something that I do for that, for anything that's like super in-depth is either um, A, I point them to tutorial if I already have something out there like that. Um, B, I'll tell them I, I can't really answer that question right now, but you can have something else that's scheduled for that. So for example, I do the last Saturday every month, I do YouTube streams that are like a study hall specific if you need help with VTubing stuff, this is the time where I, will, where I will go in depth with your question. So again, sort of having those boundaries and setting specific areas or time up, if you notice that happening a lot, can be super helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zico says, what are your opinions on VTuber redebuts? Whatever floats their boat. I don't really have, <laughs> I don't really have problems with any, I don't know, I don't really have too much opinion on, on debuts and redebuts in general. If it's something that interests me, I'll watch it. If it's not, then I won't. For sure. I And I think there's some weird stuff in the VTuber community where people are like, I but this is not just VTubers. This is everything. Like people get <laughs> mad. Gatekeepers. They exist in yeah. every fandom. It's The VTubers are just one of them that are gatekeeping. Like, I don't care yeah. if you're a PNG tuber. I don't care if yep. you're using live TV. I don't care if you're using 3D. I don't care if your character is, an, is a talking ball of poop. I don't care. As long as you have full rights to use your stream and you're not doing anything illegal. I don't care. Whatever floats your boat. Have fun with it. Absolutely. Moto says, uh, do you feel using a VTuber avatar that is different than one's gender is detrimental to their growth? I do not. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think I have like, I have my, I'm very good friends with Joel, uh, who goes by Porcelain Maid, and he has a female avatar and he is very much masculine voice. And I think that is completely fine. It depends on how you are approaching. Because regardless of how your VTuber avatar looks, the voice is your voice that you are using with that character. And if there are people that have problems with it or want to like hassle you for it, that's not the audience that you want to have anyways. So yeah. they can leave. They can lose. I have this thing that um, I like to say, uh, it's being in, being in my stream is a privilege. And it is a privilege for me to have people in my stream. There are boundaries. And if you overstep those boundaries or you abuse your viewing privilege... You lose the right to watch my channel and you get banned. And if someone wants to come in and hassle you because they don't like how your voice sounds or they think it doesn't match your avatar, then you can choose that they have lost the privilege to watch your stream. 
And I like that you take that approach because I think a lot of people that have, you know, some sort of people pleasing mentality or things like that can really struggle with setting their their foot down and saying, you know, this is my space. I, I know I struggled with that for a long time as a creator until I got comfortable with with that concept. It is a privilege for you to be here. And this is a show that I'm running. Uh, it, that's really yeah. important to step into that mindset, especially as you grow. There's a general mm-hmm. there's a general term that I, I heard from Mom DM, which I'm sure she's found from other things. To keep in mind when you are a content creator, which is uh, you can be the sweetest, juiciest, most perfect ripe peach in the orchard. And there are still going to be people that hate peaches. Don't cater to people that hate peaches. Cater to the people that are like, oh yeah, peach cobbler. Oh yeah, peach jam, peach pie. Let's go. Why are you trying? Don't please the peach haters if you're a peach. It doesn't <laughs> wasting your energy there. They want to come around and they go, you know what? Actually, maybe I do like peaches. Then that's awesome. But your priority should, shouldn't be on the peach haters. I love that analogy. That's so. <laughs> that's such a great way to explain it. I have stuff in general that like there's anime series that I don't like that I'm never going to want to watch them. I'm not going to just go on to Twitter and be like, oh my god, X anime series sucks. This is the worst thing in existence. Blah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. And it's important to realize too that there's always going to be people who want to disrupt your content and who want to say something just because they want to pull the attention they to them. Attention, or, right? Yeah. And it's up to you if you want to, if you want to wrestle with them in the yeah. mud. If that's up to you. If you're feeling like, you know what, I want to get muddy today, then sure, yeah. Like I I definitely take the bait in my chat sometimes. My mods will like message me afterwards and be like, girl, damn. You know it was a troll. I was like, but I wanted to mess with them. <laughs> but like, if you don't have that patience or that mental space to be like, oh yeah, we're going to mess back with them. Just bye. You don't get to watch anymore. Exactly. And good on you for having those boundaries. And yes, guys, please set your boundaries. It's so set important. It, it also makes your, your community more comfy too, because yeah. they know that they know that they're not going to have to sit through a potentially awkward situation. If you feel like you can deal with people trying to hassle you, if you feel like you can deal with it in a way that is entertaining for both you and your community, oh yeah, go for it. But if it's someone that's just like not being appropriate, it's up to you. My chat, I usually will give a verbal warning first. I'll be like, hey, that's not appropriate for my channel. Please don't say that again. And then continue yeah. on with what I'm doing. Don't make it a thing. But if they keep going, then bye-bye. Yes, good on you. Cool. And I have one more question for you. Uh, what is your favorite part about being a VTuber? Oh, there's so many things. There have been so <laughs> many people and like so many creators, so many artists, musicians, yeah. programmers, gamers, games that i have been exposed to and had the pleasure of being able to meet and talk to a whole bunch of people because i started vtubing and i think that it's quite cool uh and yeah i'm i'm i quite enjoy vtubing quite a bit me too right there with you (laughs) cool well thank you so much for your time this was a blast thank you for having me yes we appreciate all your wisdom and your knowledge (laughs) my goodness so much wonderful information and exchange of conversation with dm this was an absolutely epic conversation thank you so much for your wisdom and insightful views into content creation and being a vtuber dm we wish you the best of luck on your journey and hope to see you accomplish great things thank you so much for listening gems and i will see you for season six We'll be talking with Fofamit in our next season. Have a lovely day and remember, shine brightly. Goodbye, gems.